Welcome, everybody. This is the Script to Screen podcast with your host, Ken Carey, where three decades of proven experience has launched products, built brands, and generated profits. These are the stories behind the businesses that have been built. I am so glad to have um, our next guest. His name is Teddy Leal. Teddy, you are the co-founder, CEO of NextRep. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. And NextRep is a call center marketplace. I'm going to let Teddy get into that a little bit. And why I wanted to have Teddy on the show um, for our Thought Leader Thursday webinar is that Teddy has an amazing amount of experience and expertise in the call center business. And he has, I'm going to say revolutionized, Teddy, when it comes to call centers and how that's how it's working today. And for our businesses and direct-to-consumer, and he could talk about a lot of the clients that he has, but from our relationships um, and our relationship we have together, we have specific direct-to-consumer products and services that will definitely benefit from a call center, in addition to the website. So we're going to get into that, but um, I'll get into all those questions later. But Teddy, good to see you. Thank you very much for working us into your schedule. I know you're a busy guy. Um, so how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great, Ken. Thanks so much. I mean, your reputation is fantastic in the industry. I'm honored to be here sharing the mic with you. So we're going to have some fun cool. uh, doing this session together. Looking forward cool. to it. Thank you, Teddy. I, I really appreciate that. Um, okay, so right out of the gate, let's give some context to the audience. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you started in this business, and why you went on to create NextRep, because I think it's a very interesting story because you definitely are a pioneer, a progressive thinker in this business. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, fantastic. So I've been in the industry for almost two decades. Um, I, I uh, cut my teeth at a company that a lot of folks are familiar with, LiveOps, which for ages and ages was one of the dominating call centers uh, in the at-home space, servicing the direct response uh, B2C market. So mm -hmm. uh, I went there and kind of worked my way up. I, I ended up leading the client services department there. I ended up building out the entire IVR, which is the you know press one, press two order here, uh, the interactive voice recognition. Um, and then after that, really took over the agent business at LiveOps. Mm -hmm. Things kind of changed over there, and strategically, they moved into a different direction at the time. I'm like, look, I, I love this space. I love our clients. I love the industry. I love the creativity. I honestly love the agents. I love what we're doing. And we're, we're, we're able to have a story where we're, we're doing some amazing things, keeping work here in America. Uh, we've really been able to capitalize on phenomenal explosion of technology to make what we do easier. We've seen all the changes in the industry and we've been able to package a solution that I think makes sense for everybody. Give me a little, give our audience a little context when you say the changes in the industry because for a lot of people think they think that there's a you know somebody uh, answers the phone when I'm I see a number on the on the TV screen or digitally and I and I see this number and I call and I say well I want to order this product and they automatically think oh here's somebody trying to sell me something you flip that up on its head talk about that is not the way it is done today and those progression through industry well, first of all, cold calling is virtually illegal nowadays with TCPA laws and nobody can just buy your number off the dark web and there you go, you're going to get a bombardment of phone calls. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of protection actually off of your cell phone. So even if you could do outbound, which you can legally do it the right way, mm -hmm. 
there are regulations on the cell phone piece, but we're not talking about cold calling outbound, we're we're talking talking about outbound telemarketing, right? We're talking about initiating still watch a commercial and they do see that 800 number. Uh, and then they call that number because they're interested in more information or they're quite re- frankly ready to, to place an order. So the industry has changed in, in, in many ways. I think that, uh, first of all, uh, the, the, existing, the, the existence of the phone number is still very, very important. Right. Having a phone number on your uh, commercial, we're going to talk about the web in a little bit, but having a phone number even on the web legitimizes the product that you have uh, for a few reasons. Because macro, outside of just our space, but a lot of business has shifted offshore to the Philippines and India. And when you have an 800 number, you're signaling to your customers that we've got an onshore agent. And when they actually pick up the call, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we, we do a lot of auditing. And a lot of people say, thank God, it's a U.S. agent. Thank God I can understand what you're saying, right? So from a macro standpoint, a lot of business has shifted offshore. Then from a macro standpoint with the backdrop of COVID, it came right back onshore. Because what ended up happening was you had, you had the entire country of India, if you remember in the late spring into the early summer of this year, the entire country was shut down. Yes. The entire country. So all of those call centers could not operate. And then in the Philippines, a third of the Philippines was shut down because of COVID. So what ended up happening was, well, everything's at home, right? Teddy, you do at home. Couldn't they all go at home? Well, two things. Number one, those countries and third world countries that were cheap in terms of labor wages, didn't have the internet infrastructure to send people home. Right. Number one, number two, a lot of these countries in Asia, South Asia, Asia, are, live in three or four generational households. That means that grandma lives there, mom and dad live there, they live there, and their kids live there. So there's physically no space to even have a home office. Right. So the luxuries, Ken, that you have and that I have where we could just say, you know, sayonara to the office. We're going to set up uh, our, our shop here in Newport Beach or in my case in Vegas. Uh, and, and do what we do, but just from home, that is physically impossible there. So we're looking at a couple things. We're looking at the, the consumer uh, is yearning for an American accent, and we're yep. also looking at the technology landscape plus the p- pandemic forcing what we do to be better. Now, in the States, you can't have a facility call center. It's still very, very hard. I mean, a lot of states are still highly regulating what can be in the office, what can't be. We've got the labor backdrop with all this unemployment. And what what about the call center? A lot of people don't want to work in call centers these days. Luckily for us, we had the vision and the foresight. And the only thing we've ever done has been U.S.-based at home. So the last year and a half has really validated our model. We always said we were natural disaster proof, hurricane proof, snowstorm proof. But we didn't know we are going to be pandemic proof. (laughs) And we've proven to be that way. So it's, it's really been the way that we think about the business, but ultimately the story is the same. High performance agents for the customers we serve, giving the consumers what they want. And so just to give some reference, what Teddy's talking about is, you know, at a time, there would be these huge warehouses fit with hundreds of seats and people. And, and it's just, it's, that's such an archaic model, right? And plus, it wasn't even, it was, it was, it was almost entry-level service where you've taken it to a whole nother level, right? Absolutely. The, the, the old school call center was somebody who was a college student looking for a summer job. You know, it was somebody who kind of didn't have any other options and was looking for some work overnight. Maybe they had two or three jobs, right? So they're doing the overnight shift, doing some call center work. Right. The type of people that we're attracting are people that actually want to do this. They're actually in the 30s and 40s. Typically, they're stay-at-home moms. There's somebody that actually wants to be there. And by the way, yes, their resume might not look good because 
typical story is 25 year old fell in love, 26 years old got married, had one, two, three, four, maybe five kids. They've got a resume gap of eight to 10 years where they haven't done anything. Yeah, they have. You know what they've been doing? They've been raising kids. They've been working with passion and listening skills and how to deal with problems and solutions. Those are the best call center agents because they listen, they solve. And they always find a way to move forward. So, you know, quite frankly, being a stay-at-home mom is great training to be a very sensitive, empathetic call center agent. That's you, not the college student that only wants to, wants to do this for two to three months. You know, you, you talk about having a passion. Dude, you just ooze it when you talk about it. What is it about call center, call center marketplaces marketing that keeps you so passionate about it? Well, you know, my passion is the fact that I'm in a business, you know, I, I spent uh, most of my professional career in the Bay Area, San Francisco. So all my friends are making tons of money doing things to wipe out people, right? They're doing AI and they're doing automation and they're doing all this technology that ultimately is wiping out people. It's, it's, it's supposedly streamlining the process and, and eradicating that person in the middle. But you know what? What American has shown is they actually want to talk to a human being. Yeah. When more and more people are living at home, there's all these studies talking about the social void. And we actually saw more people, and this is what we're hearing from clients and we're seeing the data, that more people are actually picking up the phone because quite frankly, after being at home for 23 and a half hours, it, it, you're spending the entire time at home. People actually need human interaction. And we've seen in the last 18 months with COVID that people actually want to talk to another person, even if they're strangers. Yeah. Now back yeah. to your question about the passion yeah. is if every day people have a choice, they can do self-service, they could go online and they could place an order. They could go on Amazon and find things. People have the skills now to do things, quite frankly, on their own. The type of person that has chosen to pick up their phone, dial a 800 number, is looking for something more than the transaction. They want to believe that the product is real. They want to see that the salesperson on the other side is actually authentic. They want to know that they've got somebody who can answer the questions. And they also want to know in this day of e-com that when they actually place an order and they're done, that the that the that the company, the brand, has a human being behind it. Right. Because the last with Amazon stores these days, it's like two a two shop company, and they're running all this stuff, and you're never going to call somebody, and you're never going to get a hold of somebody for customer service. So it's not just the acquisition of the consumer, but you're selling them a story. They're yeah. selling the consumer story. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot to the story, and, and why I'm passionate is ultimately the people. You know, we're here to help people, and uh, and and helping people means the agents. I feel like my platform is helping the agents. But I love the fact that the agents are helping the consumers. That right. ultimately helps your brands. And it's giving your agents an opportunity to be able to make a living, be at home, and be a mom, and, 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 and provide a real good service. That, that's exactly right. The, the, the impact we're making on these people and, and all the, the stories of I live in Toledo and Topeka and Tampa and there's nothing else out there for me. I've got my, my, I'm a single you know, income source for my family. and. You know, if I get COVID, I'm done. You know, I can't, I can't go. And by the way, I can't drive 20 miles into work and 20 miles back. I got kids to look out for. So the fact that you give me the opportunity to work from home with a flexible schedule, quite frankly, a lot of the work in DRTV is overnights. My kids are asleep. Wow, that, that is a dream situation. And it's not always about the money. Right. It's about the flexibility and being treated like a human being. What are the best and most um, attractive products and services where next rep really fits into the sweet spot of why you exist and, and where you bring a lot of value to a company or a product or a service yeah sure that's a great question uh so things are constantly changing i think the solution nowadays has to be got to do it all 
You've got to have a great website and e-commerce platform. You've got to be able to drive to retail because that's important and reinforces the brand. You've got to be able to have your Amazon as a sales channel, and you've got to be able to have traditional 800 numbers. Um, so what we're seeing is a few things where the telemarketing can augment is even if a lot of your traffic and your orders are coming in through the website, you have to have an 800 number. Just visually seeing the 800 number available, actually you will see that it drives more orders on the website. So even if nobody even calls the 800 number, of course some people will, the fact that it exists helps people feel more comfortable. And how a did, lot of clients you, have done the A-B test. Do you have data on that? How do, how, yeah, we've seen, we, we've seen a lot of studies on this where, where they do an A-B test, they, they remove the website, uh, for a week, they put the, uh, the sorry the phone number back on, and right. again you see uh, changes in the conversions on the website. The second thing is a lot of people go to the website, especially for uh, older demographics, okay. and they they fill out their name, they fill the shopping cart, and they just don't press order. Right. What we're able to do oftentimes is actually take that partial lead information, and we call back and we say, Ken, it's Teddy. You were about to buy that blender. How come you didn't finish? Oh, I thought I did finish it. No, you didn't. Let me let me help you finish it all the way through. Or they say, you know what? I changed. I, I almost did, but you know, I'm looking at another one. Ooh, good thing I'm calling you because now I could give you free shipping. How's that sound? So again, these web partials, incomplete web orders, we can call them back because they put in everything. They put in their name. They put in their phone number. They put in their email. They loaded a shopping cart. They put in their credit card, and they just didn't finish. So we could we could argue that that is an outbound call, but we've established an existing Correct. business relationship, so that's legal. We're we're just giving people multiple opportunities to say, actually, I don't want this. I mean, we're going out. Are you sure you don't want this? Are you sure you actually do want this? We we call them back off the web. We call them back on the partial. So the outbound part is is pretty important. Um, so just in many ways, I think being able to give your consumer more options. Now, from a demographic standpoint, we right. still see. That people that are older, people that are 40, 35, 40 and above still prefer phone call. So it's a, it is a generational thing, but we right. still have a lot of blenders in our portfolio. We still have a lot of houseware devices. We still have a lot of you know, vacuums. There's a lot of things that are on DRTV that are household appliances that still skew to an older demographic. Mm-hmm. And you would, be, uh, you would be missing out on some revenue if uh, you didn't have an 800 number. So when it comes to that, what are the, what are the percentages What's that percentage breakdown? And do you have data that says, is there an, uh, an average order value that percentage-wise is more because they're talking to an agent versus just clicking boxes and adding to cart? Yeah, we generally see that the average order is higher generally by about 10%. Wow. Which, I mean, pays for itself, surely, uh, because when you're clicking, 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 I mean, let's just be honest, when you're going through uh, an e-com order, you want to buy whatever it is, you get all these pop-ups everywhere. Everybody is so conditioned to just XXXXX. Yes. They go straight to the end and you visually can dart, to, you know where to dart to in order to complete your order. So you mentally are able to, to compartmentalize what you're buying and you bypass all the upsells. On a call, they, you, know, you, you got their attention. So would you like to buy the deluxe? Would you like to buy the second one for a discount? Would you like to buy the accessory package? Whatever it might be. And at least we've got a fighting chance to make the pitch. And when, want, you, when you don't even try, you're going to get zero. When at least you try, you're going to get something. I want, I want to just back up for the audience to just unpack what you just said, Teddy. Because, uh, yes, there's a cost to a telemarketing call center. There's a cost to that. But what Teddy's just saying is we are so conditioned to, and I, I do it myself. I, want, I, just, you know, I just want to order this pocket knife, right? Next thing I know, they're putting a flashlight out there and then there's a pair of socks and then there's a 
sleeping bag and you know all this kind of stuff. And I, you're right. I click the X. Get out of here. Just sell me the pocket knife. What Teddy's saying is, if that person comes in and decides to make a phone call, his agent is gonna is going to with compassion, but it's with understanding. They're going to talk you through and give you the reasons why this may be a benefit to you. Because now you're solving a problem that they may not know they have or why they would want these two things. So it's not that you're talking them into it. You're explaining the benefit to it. And then that consumer feels like, wow, they're really listening to me. And that's how that average order value goes up. So I want to, I just want to say for people listening that that's a very specific science to what's yes. happening and Teddy's company is totally paying attention to that and it brings bottom line dollars to your business. I will give a secret right, right now for everybody listening. You just gave one, I want another one. I'll give you another secret. So okay. what happens is the sequencing of upsells is very important and a lot of people get the sequencing of upsells wrong. This is what I mean. Would, you, would, you, explain, would you explain sequencing of upsells okay. before we get into it? So usually you People see an offer for, let's just call it a blender just to keep things in the same analogy. People right. buy the blender. They know exactly what they're getting. It's a three pay of whatever it might be. That's what they're getting. That's what they're paying. Right. When that main offer is done, that's where you want to get them for the extra packages and the extra deluxe and the expedited shipping and this accessory and then the cookbook and all these other things. Most people that are, are the, right, the, the brand marketers will always say, oh, my first slot, my first upsell will be the highest value, the thing that I want to sell them the most because it's the highest value. So it's like the $30 upsell instead of the, the smaller little piddly things. That's actually incorrect. What you should always do when you sequence what upsell is gonna be one, two, three, and four, or, or whatever follows, is you want the psychology of the yes instead of the psychology of the no. So if I sell you the main offer and the first upsell is too expensive, it's not what they want, it's not listening, they Every, say no, no from that point subsequent upsell is no, 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 no. They're in the no psychology. So I would rather dangle something that makes you say yes, that is, oh yeah, it's only $5 for that one, sure. I, yeah, I think I'm gonna do that, it's $5, sure. Once you get them in the yes psychology, it's actually easier afterward than to hit them with the $50 one. Right. Since you said yes to the you know cheap deluxe, you really need the, the, the bag to go with it or whatever it might be. Right. Does that make sense? So it's the yes psychology versus the no psychology. So the same four upsells resequenced the right way can change your AOV dramatically. That is psychology. That's data that you have compiled over the years. So yes. what, what you're saying is not, again, it's not theory. It's actually data proven out that it works that way, right? That's right. So maybe start, start with a thing that you think will, will have the highest likelihood to say yes and then hit them with the higher value things. So if I'm a company and um, I have a, let's just call a lead product, right? That I'm a, it's on my commercial or my digital ad or whatever. And I have a whole other portfolio of, of products that I think are complementary, but I don't know what to do. Does next rep, would you help me understand what's the best and why? Is that something that service you provide? Absolutely, we do. And uh, and as we've all been in the industry for a long time, you never know until you test. <laughs> so we all might think we're oracles and we all might think we know the answer, but the best way to know for sure is definitely do a scientific test. So uh, what we offer is the ability to make sure that we do tests and rapid tests and consistent tests. And that we absolutely have a team to help process and synthesize the data. So absolutely, yes. But don't listen to me. 
Don't listen to yourself. Let the, data speak. Let the data speak. That's it. Uh, we are, you know, we are not in the business of just doing setups and then poof, the campaign's gone. We want this to have longevity. And exactly. that's what we've seen uh, through the years. Exactly. And I, I was just about to bring that up and I'm glad you brought it up because um, next rep is, is I always consider with our clients as a partner, they want to see this as, as successful for you as they do for themselves. Because as Teddy said, if, if it's not successful, it doesn't work for next rep. So they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to take everything out of the barn to help you be successful. Absolutely. You know, for, for a lot of, you know, I, I will say that a lot of media agencies, you know, for them, like they get a commission that goes on and they'll fill up the spots with somebody for us. We got to find, we find the agents, we train the agents, we do the setups, we do the coding, we do the reporting. There's a lot of heavy lifting that we do. Yeah. So we, we, we hope, and we, we really do want all of our campaigns to succeed because even before the first phone call ever rang, we've done all this work to get the agents ready and to do all the data integrations and, and, and really do uh, all the prep work. So yes, it's, it's imperative that we, we, we also help you succeed. What we're talking mostly is about if somebody sees something on television mm. and they get educated about a product and they're very, very interested and they decide to make a phone call, they're pretty much educated about the product or service. Is, 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 would you say that there's, uh, if creative is not good, you get a lot of questions, which is not good for your client, but if creative is good and does a good job of explaining it, it streamlines the process. Talk about how that works and being able to, being able to, your message has to be done by experts to get the right person to wanna say, I wanna order versus asking your agents a million questions. There are, there, there are definitely synergies that we have to have from your part of the equation, Ken, to mine. Yeah. But I would say it's, it's, it's a little bit modified from what you said. Your job is just to get the phones to ring. <laughs> yep. You don't have to give them all the information. You, and and the, the pressure to do that in a, in a creative, in a one, two minute spot, or even in, in a long form, it's, it's, your job is just to make the phones, you know, you pique their interest and get them to, to dial. Right. Now, once they've dialed, it's my job to make sure that we've got FAQs ready, that we've got the agents ready, uh, that we can actually convince the person that they, the, 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 their time was, was valuable and they, they, they actually want this product in to make that process as seamless as possible. So, you know, I think everybody's got a job. I always say this, even, even for, uh, for people, right, that are looking for a new job, the point of a resume, just the sheet of paper, the one sheet, single sheet of paper is not to get the job. The point of the resume is just to get the interview. Yes. And the point of the first interview is to get the second interview and then get into the finals and then get the job. So you got to compartmentalize the role and the purpose of each thing. And Ken, a lot of what you do with your magic on the, on the screen is just to create that story and to, to say that this product will save you something. It will help your life. And then it's my job to say the value of it, right? So uh, that, that's what we all have. We're all part of the same team and yep. we all have different roles on the team. Yeah, what Teddy and NextRep does is their reps don't take on 50 products. Let's talk about that yeah. myth that people have and how important that is of a service but that you offer for your clients. Right, this is very important. Yeah. And this is how we differentiate. Most call centers that you think of, like Ken said earlier, facility, rows and rows of cubicles and everybody's lined up and they're taking phones. And quite frankly, a lot of these people work eight hour shifts. Now we all know and direct to consumer that calls might come in a tidal wave and then all of a sudden chirp, chirp, chirp and they're kind of not really there and then tidal wave and then not there. So if I'm a call center, if I'm a business person and I'm paying somebody, a worker, a call center agent on the clock for eight hours 
and my volume is this, that's very, very hard to manage. Right. So what oftentimes a lot of call centers do is they take an agent and they work on as many different clients, as many different campaigns as possible because that hopefully takes this out and it flattens it a little bit. Now, that's good for the call center because I'm keeping my agents occupied. They're using, they're, they're busy, they're, they're working. It's bad for you because if an agent's working on 50, 75, 100 different campaigns, just to stay even, they become script readers. That's not what you want. Now, one of the things that I said earlier about our model is that we're US-based, but we're at home. So what I'm able to do is to say, Ken, I actually only need you for three hours, and I really need you on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're able to take our expected call arrival patterns and stack the agents the right way. Now, what this does for our clients and our partners is I have a policy where our agents generally only work on five clients. So instead of working on 20, 30, 40, 50, and they become by default script readers, mm -hmm. because they're more focused and they're more specialized, they're able to be better because they actually know what they're talking about. It makes the talk time look lower. It makes conversions go higher. So your telemarketing cost goes down, your performance goes up, and the agents are happier because agents don't want to get caught. Uh, what script did, uh, wait, 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 uh, I'm confused. They want to know with confidence what they're selling. Right. So uh, really from, from, a, from a process that, that really has worked well for everybody. They want to hear from, you want to hear from the actual client to tell their story about their product so they get it right, correct? Oh my gosh, how many clients give us a script? They maybe give us the creative, maybe they don't, don't even, then they say, go run with it. That's not how this works. A good partner will give us the creative, involve us in that. Uh, so we're understanding the brand, we'll work together on the script. Um, they'll actually let us know what their media plans are and what their media schedules are. And they'll say, hey, I've got this history channel airing that's really, really important. You know, so we'll have a conversation and on a weekly basis, we wanna be engaged on how performance went. And we don't wanna just answer the phone calls. The more that we can get on product samples, the more that we can get in videos, the more that we can get in any of the things that you would give to your creative partners, uh, why wouldn't you give them to us? You know, I, I understand that shipping $150, $300 blenders is gonna be exp expensive. Well, then help work with us and maybe help sponsor some competitions with the agents where they can be eligible to get some free uh, blenders or housewares. Um, but if you do have a product that we could give to all of the agents, why not? You want them to be able to touch, feel, and actually use, and therefore be an advocate of such products. Tell me a little bit about, um, you hear, you, I'm sure you deal with probably five, three to five questions all the time. What are those three to five questions that you deal with all the time that is probably in our viewer's mind right now? And I'm just going to say, I'm a, I'm a brand manager, I'm a marketing manager, I'm a chief marketing officer, and I want to look at this direct-to-consumer marketing thing, and I want to bring on a call center like NextRep. What are the questions they need to have answered so they can get an understanding in, you know, really quickly about what you do? Well, I think, I think if they're evaluating, if, if people like you described are evaluating a multitude of uh, options, number one, uh, they're, they're, you should always ask, hey, how, my agents that work on my, my brand and my phone calls, how many other clients will they be working on? That's a very important first question because that's going to answer a lot. The second one is uh, from a scalability, uh, you, you, got, you got to ask, hey, if I, if I start at $30,000 in media this week, but I'm, I'm planning to ramp up to 150 k a week, Prove to me that you got the agents that could actually handle that. Because even if you've got a winner of a show, you make the phones ring like gangbusters and you got nobody to pick them up, it's going to be an issue. So yeah. that would be number two is prove to me that you've got the scale. 
And then number three is make sure that you, you can actually give me access to all the data that I need because right now we're in a data world. And that right. means what upsells are converting, what sequencing works like we talked about, what days, what times of the day are working. So being able to have all the transparent data so that everybody, including our media companies, including the other partners, everybody can make these decisions together. If I have, so you talked about, you know, the demographic being 40 and up, are there specific price points that you like to deal with? Yeah, generally, generally anything that's uh, on the main offer, nineteen ninety-five, so 20 bucks or more uh, should be considered for an agent. Um, I still think anything that's in the 1999 or below range, you probably still want to consider an IVR solution, right? Because from a price point standpoint, even if you've got a, a $20 price point, you're probably going to drive to a, hopefully to a $30 to a $35 AOV. So if you've got something that's kind of in the 39, so that's 40, you know, 40 bucks or more, your, your AOV is going to drive easily into the, into the 45, 50, $60. That absolutely will be in the range at a, at a floor to think about using an agent. So really kind of that 19, 1999 and below is probably not best for a telemarketing agent. You should still have a phone number, maybe consider doing an IVR. Anything okay. above is fair game. Anything above what number? Is it? 40? Above 20, above 20 bucks on the above advertising 20. office. Yeah. Do you and does NextRep deal with and how or, or how do you deal with um, products and services that have a continuity aspect built mm. into it? Continuity is even more important to have an agent because you're talking about, right, on most things are, yeah, I mean, anything, most, most continuity uh, businesses are based at least on having three turns, right? You at least need three cycles. Whew, that's so important. And a lot of continuity offerings are actually, you know, try, free trial, right? So kind of soft offers, free trial, uh, free trial now after 30 days and you automatically enroll. That's very complicated for a web to explain. Yep. It's very hard for a machine to explain. So trial offers, soft offers, continuity is actually where you should probably be looking at an agent to make sure that everything is understood. Yeah. Um, because then with continuities, you obviously want them to enroll, uh, to, to buy into the auto enroll. But with a live human being, when they say, no, I'm not feeling it, I've never tried it before, I don't wanna do that, you could downsell them. Well, why don't you prepay for 60 days at X price, but if you prepay for six months or whatever it might be, I'll give you even a bigger discount. So to have somebody have a few shots, you know, a few shots on goal to, to yep. make sure you close them at least on something, yep. then that's, that's absolutely worth it. When, when you get them on the phone, you yep. gotta get something. You can't leave with nothing. Right. You know, I'm gonna use, just because it's in the spirit of the Olympics, it's like, if you're, if you're a batter uh, playing baseball, you gotta get on base. Yep. Obviously you want a home run, Obviously, then, if, then a triple, then a double, but at least get me a single. At yep. least get me a squeeze, you get me something. I got to get value out of out of your out, you know. Yeah. So, it, you, so the hard part is is you get up, getting them on the phone. But once you're there, you got to leave with something. Have to have something to show for that phone call. This information is absolutely invaluable. Listen to this, replay it, but make sure you ask these questions of your of your media partner and of your creative partner, so if everybody's on the same page and synergistically working. But if somebody's just trying to get a feel for this, Teddy. How would somebody get a hold of the right person at NextRep? Email handles. What? What? How? How would they get a hold of head of you we'll or the right person that you want them to talk? We to? will make it super easy. It's it's sales at nextrep.com. 
So S-A-L-E-S at N-E-X-R-E-P.com. The confusion part is it's not next rep with a T. N-E-X-T-R-E-P. It's not next rep. It's N-E-X-R-E-P.com. So again, sales at nextrep.com. And I want to thank you very much today for being part of this. And um, we will let you know and let everybody listening when this uh, webinar is going to air. And if you have any questions for next rep, you know how to get there, sales at nextrep.com. Teddy Leal, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to give you some data on this webinar when it goes up and see how it works for both of us. Ken, thank you so much for having me. You do so much for the industry and the information that you compile and provide everybody helps everybody rise together. So again, thank you so much for having me uh, on your show. Awesome. Thanks, man.